0: All right, guys, welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca sitting with my best bro, Mr. Jared Truby. I'm his friend. And we are here with a special bonus episode featuring Julia Mayer. We came in to interview her and she just flipped us on our heads and started interviewing us. And we thought, man, this is so fun. You guys got to hear this. It's like Australia. We're flushing backwards. We're flushing backwards (laughs) and we're doing it for you. So sit back, relax, and we're going to take you on a journey through space and time. Magic is coffee that says... Uh... <laughs> we are in the studio with one, two, three, nope, actually four people, I'm and Patrick Melroy is on the boards. Oh,
1: so good to see you guys. He's
0: been cutting us loose by our own, but he is back in action, and we are here with Julia Mayer, Hello. owner of the French Press and Castle Coffee Roasters, one and the same. Hi, Julia. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for
2: coming. We've I'm been so trying... excited to be here. We've it's been trying doing... to get you in for a few weeks. Yeah, we did it. I know. This Turns is is out an you're busy. Moment. Busy gal. You do a couple things. Running shops, having a child.
3: Doing it all. Being a wife. All right. <laughs> Give her the
1: full intro. Tell tell yeah. tell people who the heck she is. Yeah,
0: so if you're listening to this, you probably know who she is, but Julia owns the French Press and she owns Castle Coffee Roasters, which are the same company. Yep. Right. And Castle is the roasting brand and French Press is the name of the two stores that you currently have. With a third one on the way. That's right. Right, in Santa Barbara and Santa Barbara and soon to be lovely Goleta. Woohoo! Yeah,
2: yeah. Julia, I hear you have some questions for us.
3: <laughs> I do. I, um, I don't know if you're ready for this. I probably <laughs> have
2: not. Is this the, get the so lightning reverse lightning round? Reverse lightning
1: round. This <laughs>
3: round. is what's the opposite of lightning? Like a slow rolling thunderstorm. Thunder <laughs> um.
1: Light drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, you guys. I know this is sort of a follow-up to the question I asked you last week, which was what have you learned since the barista magazine,
2: which Mm -hmm. is
3: what is the single greatest lesson you have each learned by the changes that you have each undergone over this past year? And uh, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Patrick's just (laughs)
1: laughing in the corner. Please define everything in the encyclopedia that you've ever heard about.
3: (laughs) 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 Which we can skip that one. I've got a lot of them.
0: What is... The single. Well, we wait. Read it one more time.
3: Unless okay, what's the greatest lesson that you've learned by this tumultuous changes that you've gone through this last year? I mean, for the people that don't know, because you really don't talk about it that much on this podcast, Chris, is that you started a roasting company and then you dissolved it, or you left. Sorry. Right. And now you're like working production bar. So you've gone. You went from business to business development roaster, business owner to barista and restructuring. So there's like a huge change you've undergone as a human being. And I would be just so interested to know like, what's like just like the one thing that your biggest takeaway is from that?
0: Uh, My biggest takeaway is to just not shut yourself out. Always be open to other people's inputs and trust your gut. And secondarily to trusting your gut is trust like the people that you trust. That's a good one. Like, you know, everybody's got a core group of people that they would consider to be like their best friends. Um and you should listen to those people. Mm. And especially if those people are kind of agreeing with what your gut is saying, even if everything else doesn't make sense, even if like the economics or like the circumstances cuz all of those things can be changed, right? But like the way you've feel about something at your core probably won't change
3: too much. That's true. And Jared, I'll rephrase this question for you. You left a company that you started that you were basically a founder of Mm -hmm. and you moved your wife and your two young daughters to a new town to work in this job that, you know, it's cr- it was a huge change. So mm-hmm. what, what is your big takeaway from, like, really upending your life and, like, restarting? Like
2: Yeah, my biggest takeaway that I've learned, and I'm um, um, I've learned this from you, Julia, a little bit, and just kind of exploring. The thing is, is if you have a vision and a passion that go together, and you haven't been able to express it, and you believe in it, that you have to go chase it and do it and i like fully have a very deep seated connection with the vision that i want to put together with cat and cloud and it's okay to not have your vision imparted on another company like verve or like yours like it was actually a really awesome learning experience for me to be like wait a second it's not mine it doesn't like until it's mine i don't have to stress it not being exactly what i want and that's tight but also follow your dream like you kind of said and believe in the vision and the passion that you have for it because it will work I think it will work that's my belief
3: that's a good one that was a
2: big learning experience for me
3: Are you guys ready for number two
2: drop a deuce on us Julia
3: as coffee company owners what do you guys see that we can do that we aren't doing to foster passions in our new
2: baristas Mm.
1: baby well Julia thanks for asking that's (laughs) it
2: we're talking general, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's just,
3: like, in... Because I think that there's a lot of people, like... Okay, to, like, sidebar. We used to, like, always, once a year, we'd be like, who's going to compete in the barista competition? Man. And I, like, wonder if that's, like, the best way of fostering this excitement. Like, I'd like to know if you guys see a different opportunity for us as cop- coffee owners. Like, because, you know, ground up, top down, whatever. Like, how do I, like, continue to... Pump up the jams. Pump
2: it up while your feet are... That's actually a really you great... You want go first or I No, wait? go for it. Jump in. I
0: don't really have the answer. For me, I think it's spending time, real quality time engaged with your staff and making sure they know, like... Because I just kind of experienced this today with Kay at, um, at State Street. We were talking about stuff. And I didn't even realize that there's so many little kind of tips and tricks that are locked away inside my brain that would be really useful for people and interesting for them to hear. And he was getting super pumped on all this stuff. And I was like, well, I didn't even know that that was a thing that I knew. So, um, I see a lot of people and companies that be like, okay, cool. You're going through barista training. Okay, cool. Now you're a barista. But there's like a really big gap between like that barista who's maybe certified or dialed in or whatever, then to someone who's like really, really an expert or spent years just like kind of honing in on their craft or whatever so just kind of consistent reach outs and it can be in the form of jumping in on bar and not just making coffee but like i see that all the time too I, i work bar shift once a week or whatever you know and you come in and work bar and it's like cool you make some espresso but what did you use that opportunity for did that person that you were working with learn something new? They should have their mind blown at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like for the rest of their life. So whether it's like that or a workshop, just consistently touching base and just sharing the things that you know and taking time to think about what are things that I know that other people might not. We it, talked about that earlier.
3: What cat facts do I have what locked up in the whole
2: Yeah, because you have to be able to do that. And for and me, it, I think about the, ability, the idea of almost like facilitated – exploration so that people can come to understandings and conclusions through trial and error. Like, you know, that's something that all the old school coffee barista professionals will remember is that like nobody taught you anything. And so you're good because you did trial and error and you paid attention and you got good because you cared and you had the passion to do so. So I think the advantage we have now with all this information is that you take somebody who's a professional and you let them be there for this like exploration phase of there's like a number of different different ways, right? Three different roast profiles of the same coffee. Find for me the one that is best pulled as espresso and tell me why. And like, let them go through that and explain why they think this, that, and the other is the way. And just like, that's something that like comes to my mind. That would blow my mind. That's kind of cool because really there's cool, even if, okay, so let's say you're a business
0: owner and you have a certain standard quality that you need to do. And, you're like, this is how our espresso tastes. And at the end of the day, you know, you want things to fall within your quality guidelines. But I think that process of exploration and just letting them figure it out is going to be so much more powerful than like, well, you pull it 20 and 40 out because that's totally. where it tastes the best because I said
2: so. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can like put the hook in there and then it's like they took the bait and it's on. And then they're like, I have to figure this out. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. When I, That's a bad analogy. Jared, <laughs> Jared took the bait. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no but i i think you're right it's like almost just like at a, at it's like a, giving people permission to explore with the products i think that in a lot of ways right. because we've gotten way better at having science back up what tastes good like third 22 in forty right. out blah 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 it's like we've a lot we've taken away a lot of like the exploration part yeah
2: and the inherent knowledge that comes with that and the why. like
3: hard part i mean geez do you remember how stressful that used to be have you yeah. just like try to figure it out?
2: Remember competing without scales and not knowing your coffee that well, and having to figure it out and make sure it's perfect. Oh, I remember. You do remember. You competed <laughs> with the claw. All right, next question.
3: Uh, so I love working in busy bar shifts, and I know you too do. Also, what is the best record in each of your opinions to listen to during like a busy cafe shift?
2: Oh, oh girl. girl, dang, that is messed up.
3: Girl, I want you to know.
2: Oh <laughs> man, bring it back! Heather Perry loved it.
3: <laughs> it was great. <laughs>
2: Whole record, or just when you say record, like the uh, the gangster You can just tell sand, me like one the hook, single it's record.
3: It's fine. Like either way.
0: That's such a hard question because you got to commit to something just super gnarly.
2: Julia, you sandbagging, sandbagging? I well, got How about so right?
3: How about just right now? Like what? What if a if a song came? Gut on, reaction:
2: Rosa Parks, Outcast. Oh, oh that's that's so a good one. Good. That's what was in my head, in my heart. Dang.
0: I don't even know what's in my head. For some reason you right go with your gut. Right when you asked that question about music, my mind like went back to ritual. I know. I actually my question
3: my question is based off of what I think you would want to listen to at ritual. So you're
2: gonna say rat a tat?
3: No, <laughs> I think you'd probably say girl talk.
2: Okay. Oh uh, so girl so, talk's I, pretty hard. Yeah. This is
0: so weird because the first thing that popped into my head was girl talk and the second thing that popped into my head was rat attack. So, so <laughs> you guys like literally <laughs> I'm not lying, I swear to God, it's hundred percent true. So that was crazy uh, and super nuts. And then the third thing that popped into my head was um R. Kelly. Lil Wayne. Oh, okay. Because I think the Carter A Millie, a, a Millie oh, dude. That was geez. deep. Dude. We did a Millie. Dylan, hard. The homie Dylan like had he's like, I got the new Lil Wayne. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> little who little what and so those
2: three god that song was such a banger it was banger, still a banger Mm -hmm.
3: (sighs) that's good okay chris jared (laughs) yes i've seen firsthand how you hold the next generation to high standards and you don't let them get away with lazy work or sloppiness who fostered that in you
0: two people for me very very clearly um one jeremy tooker at awesome. Ritual. When I first started working there, and then the second person also at Ritual was Gabe Ascana. And those two guys, and you see this a lot in the way that I teach cuz I'm definitely the tough love guy. Yeah. Um they would just be like, "Dude, what are you doing?" You know, there's no like compliment sandwich or like, "Hey, maybe try this next time." You know, I there's one that I remember is like I was cranking shots. It was super busy. Gabe's like steaming my milk for me. I pulled a shot that was just like quite a bit shorter because it was running super slow and the time was getting up there, but I, I turned it off anyway. And it was in like a big latte or whatever, a small shot. And I put it in the cup and I handed it over to Gabe so he could, you know, he would had the milk steam to pour it. And he just like looks at it, looks me dead in the eyes and just like hands me the cup back. And oh, was, like, I love it so much. He's just like. Nope. come on <laughs> and i'm like damn and i felt bad for like weeks yeah <laughs> I, I i literally did and then and then tooker was the same way he was just just i you know i'd give him espresso that was like the one thing i wanted to do is like how do i that was my journey like how do i make this guy the first espresso that he really wants to have for me and i remember it and it was hairbender because we were doing stump town at the time and it was after like i mean i didn't work bar there for like three months because I was doing dishes, and then when I finally got on bar, it was like another couple months before I made him a shot to where he's like,
3: it's pretty good.
0: And pretty good for me was like my freaking mind yep. like exploded. But yeah, those those two people, more than anybody.
3: That's awesome. What about you, Jer? Rod. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Ryan O. Donovan. <laughs> R-O-D. Yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, I mean, we just opened Verve, and he had really, really high standards, and he wanted everything lined up in a certain way and we talked about this thing called stockflats which is you know cafes in, 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 and break, break the stockflats it's clean. yeah stock fleth is, is yeah I mean it's essentially like the, the idea of making your shop look like a really clean Danish modern shop and always everything lined up and symmetrical everything dust free everything uh, always cleaned immediately stocked in abundance and that was a lot of what Verve was founded on and I think Stockfleth still lives very much uh, today and everybody from Verve who's listening is like stockflats um, and then Scott Guglielmino, who we hired, used to call, think it was called Stock Flex. So <laughs> Stock Flex. <laughs> like Scott Flex. That, uh, yeah, the so Scott the nickname Flex. Scott Flex was made because he didn't <laughs> call it the right name. So Sounds sorry, like a new T-shirt. Sorry. Yep. Scott, Scott Flex. Nah, Scott Flex crushes these days. He's great. He, he's at La in and a great. He friend. really found his calling. He oh, found his calling. He's in the zone. I always believed he'd be a crusher tech, and he is that and more. Um, but you yeah, know re- what? Can, oh, yeah,
0: can I give a fifteen-second shout-out? Yeah, yeah, dude. He heard us talking about espresso machines on the podcast and he texted both of us and is like, Hey, any feedback, anything we can improve on these machines. True. It's like to every espresso machine or equipment manufacturer, like take note. That's what you want. The reach totally. out was killer. And we, yeah, it was gangster. we appreciate it. So uh,
3: when, uh, Scott was the, was the like wholesale guy at Verve yeah. when we opened and
2: <laughs> less of his niche.
3: <laughs> he, uh, he was like, cool. Right. Ryan, Ryan, Passed me up, passed you on to me, uh, cause Ryan was getting married. Actually, that's why.
2: And uh,
3: he was like, "So, uh just before we get your uh, wholesale stuff set up, I'd like it if you could just like write me a quick personal essay about like what you're looking to do with your business." <laughs> and I was all, "No."
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do that. You're all cute guy. He was
3: like, "Cool, cool, okay."
1: <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, that's chill. Still going to get the
2: sale, yeah. so that's all good." Do I get
0: commission on this account? The answer God. was yes. I this chick's him. busting my balls.
2: <laughs> um will anyway, write the essay. Hard, right. hard
0: work, hard working, Ryan. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, he's just he was uh really intense about what he wanted out of his shop and and that was that was really great and I wanted to do a good job and I was this 25-year-old kid coming out of Chico, California, which For those who don't know, that place has been named, you know, in the top 10 party school places. So it was just like the ultimate laid back wannabe surfer kid learning to do hard work and like, you know, stepping into doing hard work and doing a lot of days, but also focused while mentally stretching yourself more than you've ever done. Do you remember
0: when we got in trouble for the Google event?
2: Yeah, I got in trouble once for not washing dishes well enough when I was so hag with the worst headache ever and i remember that and being like oh idiot. So well, the, idiot. and then being late to mountain view late to mountain view okay we were supposed to
0: run a, a little pop-up bar at google We had gs3 <laughs> in the van and everything loaded i i had just started there i was like yeah. really new and
2: I was like, it'll we, take like an hour. Well, to get it'll there, take tops. like an
0: hour. It's no big deal. And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know the area. So we load we up. The, we load up the van. We were probably maybe a little more behind than we should have been. And we hit traffic. We weren't late to Mountain View. The event was over before we even got there.
2: Yeah, it was like an hour event. and We missed the whole thing. We missed the whole thing.
3: Oh my God, knowing Chris as well as I do, did you just I have like rippling a rippling panic, panic attack? attack. Full yeah.
0: on panic attack. Because I'm always like three hours early and all this crap. So we get back, and like the guy who was in charge of the event calls Ryan, right? Because he's the owner of the shop. He's and like, so like, uh,
3: what's happening, He's like, bro? What,
0: the, what the fuck's up with your guys? So we get back, and Ryan's there. It's like, dude, we hit traffic, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't care. Like, just own it and tell me that it won't happen again. <laughs> like, I don't need your excuses. And we were just like. Yep, that's totally like, cool. fair. Yep, I like get it. <laughs> have <laughs> that's, a glorious that's day
3: That's when your mom says, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I felt so no, bad. No, no, I, I need I like, need you to yell right now. I need you to blow up. Yeah, because
0: yeah, yelling not freaking would be, be wa- if you would have yelled at us, it would have like, felt, felt good. I would have felt way better yeah. about yeah. it. But since he's just like and I was like,
3: Shit.
1: The
0: worst.
3: it's so stressful. Um All right, next question, guys. Do you think barista competitions do what they used to, to create and cultivate passions in baristas? And do you believe there's a better way to forge community and develop skills?
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: I believe that they're great, but I don't believe they do the things that they used to do only because there's so much more information now back in the day. That is where you had to go to get the information. There were a couple forums, but if you really wanted to do like face to face and, talk to the best of the best baristas, you had to go to the competition. Not everybody knew each other on Facebook. Like people weren't tweeting each other all the time. There's no like barista hustle you could read. It just wasn't around. So in that sense, it's a totally different animal. I think there probably are other ways to foster community and that whole like sense of progression but i I think it's hard because someone has to be the the lead person in that and the scaa has been and continues to be that right now um but you know if if you want to have an event to bring people together then you have to throw the event or you have to like band together with a team of people Mm -hmm. to do it and I think a lot of people just get overwhelmed with their day-to-day and their schedule. I know I do. I'm just like, oh, gosh, when am I going to find the time to do this? I mean, I talked to you about that. I'm like, hey, we should do a thing. And then then we're like, cool. Cool. That was it. Sweet. (laughs) Week later. Yeah. Months
2: later. Yeah. um, But yeah. I mean, they're definitely really great for community. Community is, I think, their, their strongest suit right now. Like innovation, not so much. It's just, to me, the competition to do well. Everybody has to do almost the exact same thing at this point. It's how it feels. And then some people are just really amazing at getting uh, a genuine point across. So that part for me, although it's about to change, we'll see how that looks. But it is something that I look forward to. Like I love going to those events because I don't get to see my coffee friends that I've made over the last 10 years or so almost any other time. And that like big things happen every time we get together um, at those events. And that continues to happen. It was great at Seattle. Saw a lot of good things. You always come back inspired. And if nothing else, the inspiration is well worth it. Yeah. In
3: 2010, I competed in a regional barista competition, Southwest. And uh, I did not know what I was getting into. I'd never even been to one. I didn't know anything. I yeah. just was like, that seems like something I should do so that people know that there's a coffee shop in Santa Barbara because it was in LA. Yeah. And I left that event nothing short of fully, fully mind blown changed. Yeah. And I literally like ticked days off on my calendar until the u.s breast competition right. where i met liz clayton and emily oak who are two people that i like really look up to in our industry
2: yeah from completely far from away from australia
3: and new york yeah. and like people that like reached out to me afterwards just because i mean i was like
2: you was charismatic definitely
3: not a competitor but i was like it was fun and it was great and it was a wonderful experience for you me were to do. you
0: you were an orange banger.
3: I was an orange banger. <laughs> that was
0: her sig drink name. Sig drink, orange <laughs> orange banger. banger. And, and then, um, oh wait, Patrick, did pipes you tell right the up. story? <laughs> no, not at all. Julia is up on stage competing, doing <laughs> her thing. <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm Julia. I'm loud. I'm crazy. Blah blah blah. And then just like silent for like six seconds, just like dead air. And then she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I I totally no. forgot what I was saying. I was daydreaming about seasonal espresso." <laughs> <laughs> or
1: something you said that on that's, stage that's oh, almost no, a direct Patrick, quote
3: i wish there was a video of it because <laughs> It'd be it's the best so video. funny um what happened was i was didn't have employees and i was like i'm going to compete in this barista competition but i'm not going to practice or anything whatever i like went up one night and like watched these two and i was like well that's a lot of work that i'm not going <laughs> <be able> to <laughs> I'm like i'll be fine i know how to make i make coffee all day in my coffee shop i'll figure it out Replicate. and uh I watched one day of competition and was like, "Holy shit. I am going to be eaten alive by these people."
1: Hand me my ass. I was
3: like, "Okay, I have and then I like had a, a quick like real talk with myself. I was like, "I got two choices. I can either fully be just dead and just die and roll over and be just the worst ever or I can realize that four people are going to try my coffee." Yeah. And a couple hundred people are going to watch me and just like put on the Julia show. And that's what I did. I was like, <laughs> whatever. I never said any of the words I had said. I like just went up there and I like winged the whole thing. was like, yeah. And I just, again, I, I made a mistake and was like, oh, daydreaming about seasonal espresso is a funny thing to say, which was, and uh, <laughs> I didn't go over in time. I totally killed it. I yeah. think I got like.
1: And that's how you won. I think I got like
3: 400 points or something. You were like 15th place,
1: right? You
2: were easily in the the middle
1: of the pack.
3: The most
0: popular person in the room. Okay, so
3: like immediately after, I had like 35 (laughs) friend requests on Facebook. I was like, what is this? That's awesome. People were like, I'm gonna be in Anaheim. Like, let's meet up. I was like, this is so weird. I'm mean, Chris. Is like, this is what happens. Yeah. People, like, people
0: were like, you know her, and I'm like, yeah. Like, yeah we're buds.
1: <laughs> did you train her? I, no, no oh, I, was, I did not train her. <laughs> nope, but we're friends. <laughs> yeah. I Which was tight. like,
0: I was cool because I knew you. It was awesome. But
3: it was funny because Chris and Jared were sitting on the floor right behind the judges, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I just didn't look at the judges and I just pretended I was talking to them
0: oh, the whole time. Oh yeah. And
3: oh, I was like. Nice yeah this coffee it's a seasonal blend of coffees and sean white roasted them in a purple room to give them goodbye. Oh, that's <laughs>
2: right purple room <laughs>
3: just like the Color whole thing fields. was so funny but yeah. but what happened to me was i i like wanted nothing more than to like tap back into that like big picture it was mm-hmm. so amazing and special and fun and like oh my gosh the collab like just the part where i met all these people and everybody was so fun to be around and we all like talked about dumb things it was like the best time ever and you know i think that we maybe do a disservice by only sending the heads of our companies to Mm. these events now because like oh yeah at the time i was the head but i was i was like the lowest person and the top the biggest person in my company and i i do think that like there's got to be a way that we can do something That's, like, maybe not so expensive. I mean, Breeze Camp is awesome. We send, by the way, the French press sends people to Breeze Camp every time. So, Scott Lucy, get off my back. But, um... (laughs) But, Bestie. like, I think there's got to be a way that we can, like, do something cool that gets people, like, so super pumped up and, like, so that they can meet the next generation of Emily Oaks and Liz Clayton's yeah. and Chris Bacca's and Ryan Wilber's because, oh, right. I mean, that's been really fun to know you guys. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: I maintain that the competitions benefit the newest baristas the most, yeah. even though now they're not the most primed to go in there.
3: Well, they're and, not well, they're well, not making them for the new baristas but what, to do it.
1: But, you know, like, like golf has, like, divisions. You yeah, know, we could use like, the divisions. There should be divisions. There should be a master's division. There should be a, you know. That'd be smart. Right? Like, there should be a division that's just kind of like sub one year or sub two years. Like, you you are below a two-year barista or you are, you know, like, yeah. you know, not not so much like, a, like, oh, you're a division one license, whatever. But, like, wouldn't it make sense to say, like, let's, like, weight classes. You put boxers right. up against people that have same That'd weight classes. Right. There's yeah. a heavyweight, you know, and there's a welterweight. And you do not put them in the same room. Want to know why? Heavyweight wins every time. You know, That's
0: true. I think the problem is obviously the same shit, which is money, money, and resources, and there's like a big allure that like you're going to the yeah. United States, yeah, trophies the re- champion. Trophies are super, you expensive. know. Whether you're, really whether to. you're even in, con- you could be like, I'm not going to win at all because I'm so horrible. But right. there's still something magical about that, like I'm thrown down with the best of the but best. But if you were the
1: welterweight, you know, if you were going in on a welterweight, yeah, and then even if they or they did like dog breeds and did best in show, you know, brought brought up, you <laughs> know. And had the young scrappy kid just kick the shit out of somebody. That's exactly. pretty cool.
2: I'm just saying, like, Schnauzer. that's the
1: drama that you guys have always been talking about. That with is this. the drama. This yeah. will yeah. be the thing I'm cutting out of this, but I'm just telling you. Uh, right? No, no, you I think, I think it's you great. should leave that. Actually, yeah, this Q
0: and A right now is probably
1: one of the best. This part. is the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is the whole this episode. It's yeah. good because we're popping over an hour right now.
3: Yeah, it's good because I can yeah, talk a lot. What else you got? Full, keep it going. All right. What is your favorite thing about visiting other cafes, and what do you get out of that experience?
2: Mm. Oh, man. And I should
3: just preface this in saying that one of the best cafe experiences I've had in recent memory was Chris and I, we were driving down to L.A. to get on the plane to go to Seattle, and we, like, popped into a couple cafes, and we had seriously the best time. It was great. And the best experience we had, if I may put words in your mouth, is we went to dinosaur coffee and it was like we just sat at the bar and we like we just got to like have this super fun experience with the girl i think her, i think she's the owner michelle and she was like so rad and we like just had this fun banter and our coffee was good and then like some regulars came over and talked to us and so for me like that that's like probably one of the better cafe experiences i've had in the last like few months is just because it was like it was like getting to like live in an alternative universe where I was a regular at this cool coffee shop.
0: Yeah, my favorite is similar to that. What I love is just full under the radar. I took it was like a few years ago and I took a little mini vacation to Portland just by myself. Jenny stayed at home and I was like, I'm going to Portland. I'm gonna go for like four days. Stay at the Kennedy School and like sit in the little soaking pool. Soaking pool yeah. outside, you know. And I went to different coffee shops every day and I was just like, I just live here. This yeah. is me. And a couple times, you know, some of the baristas knew who I was because they were kind of industry people. But I love it when I fly fully under the radar and I stand in line and I get a couple pastries and then I'll just sit at the bar for probably like an hour. Yeah. And I'll re-up and I'll like read a paper. And I don't really read like physical papers Ever or read a book, which I also don't read physical books ever. But there's something about me being like another human that's like really enchanting to me. And I don't really care as long as the coffee's like pretty good. I don't really care. I'm not like the coffee touring guy that's gonna like
3: rate your espresso, stir your com. espresso
0: three times, yeah. take a sip, and then like put it up on the internet. It was like it was lacking acidity and the body was fair. It's just like that's not important to me in those scenarios. Those are my favorite coffees.
3: What
2: about you, Jer? Man. Yeah, I would almost say it's the the allure. My favorite thing about coffee shops is feeling the community involved with them and the vibe that goes with it. So, like, if you walk into a coffee shop where there's, like, a thriving community and there's an actual connection, there's something special and there's a spark that comes with that. And that, along with great espresso, which I just love espresso. I love drinking espresso. That's what I like to do almost the most at each shop. But if I go in and it feels this certain way there's that electricity that comes with the connection to the community that's one of my favorite feelings and it what you're kind of explaining it at dinosaur is the best of the best of the best shops do that which they allow you to feel like you're a part of their community and that you live there and come in every day at the get-go and those are the best shops and if you're not doing that and your shop doesn't feel like that maybe just figure it out
3: it was cool <laughs> well, too because when we were at dinosaur she did not know who either of us were and in fact here's the best part she's like the french press i heard all about that she's like chris Baca? never heard of you <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. it's true 100 true <laughs> yes yeah, so it was like definitely this moment where like she just like fully handled biz customer service wise right she didn't i mean she didn't know who we were right. it was super fun but she, she was brought you funny. in right and yeah, you yeah. were
2: just a part of her community like anybody else well the
0: one thing that i noticed that's kind of sometimes i feel like when you get in your regular routine you fall off on this and now you're saying you know if your shop's not like that figure it out and for me sometimes i'll get so used to my normal routine that i forget to do cool things like when i'm in these other cities flying under the radar anybody sits in the bar next to me I, always talk to them by the time i leave i've met like three people and have like three new phone numbers and three new contacts and then i realized that like shit sometimes i don't even do that where i live like why (laughs) am i not exploring where i live and when i come home i'm always just more excited to do that you know like totally there's a dude at the bar at the french press or you know wherever and i'm just like hi i know let's talk because it's fun
3: I think that for coffee professionals, it's a, a real treat to get to just like give yourself a present of, <laughs> <laughs> of being a customer because it's really nice. And like mm-hmm. I'm never critical, to be honest, like it's very rare that I'm critical when I walk in. I'm like, I just like love being somewhere else where I can just be like, I can just be myself. Nobody's going to be like, Julia. So I wanted to talk to you about like the customer service over here, you know, like cause right. that's what happens to me all the time. But all right. So follow up question. If I handed you a plane ticket to visit any cafe in the entire world, where would you go right now? Whoa.
0: Any cafe in the world? Mm-hmm.
3: Or, side note, or like any coffee city.
1: You don't need an or on that one. I, know, I no, agree, but I'm,
3: I'm giving them permission to say like No, you can't
2: or, or. You can't or. Give it the shop.
1: Lava Java just started following me on Instagram Oh you're
3: so lucky It's like hometown hero
1: Where would you go Jer
0: I was there last week Lava Java Like right now right now
3: Or just like in the next few days
2: I'd probably go to Coffee Collective Where's that?
3: Oslo (laughs) Is it? No No, is it Oslo? That's where Wendelbro
2: is Oh Wendelbro would be fun too Denmark is where Oslo Or Coffee Collective is right?
0: Denmark is where Oslo is. Yes.
2: Yeah. I think I'd want to go there, and I don't know why.
1: Oslo's in Sweden.
2: Yeah. You fly in there, and then you head south to Troutheim, hmm. which is where my once-girlfriend lived.
0: I would not go... I don't know where I would go, but I would go somewhere old school. Like I would go somewhere in northern Italy where they fucking roll hard and oh, pull... Oh, like Milan? And pull like a blend with... like. You know, monsoon Malabar and like robusta in it, and it would be like thick and gnarly, and maybe it's on a, a lot l- of tiger back A lot of tiger back, you know. Maybe it's on a lever machine. Maybe it's like an old E sixty one or something, some kind of that range. And I would do that whole thing because that's something like
3: that's like a cultural experience. That's a
0: cultural experience that I that I would want to have with espresso, and it's just like. For me, I'm like, uh, yeah, I could pick another, like, third wave shop. Sure. But I don't know. I just want to go. I want to go back in time.
3: Dude. Uncle
0: Rico. I want to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> when you, like, go back in time to when you, like, put sugar in your espresso. And I just, just
0: want to get it, you know? Yeah. So that's what I would do. And I'd get a pastry. That's called
2: cool. robo-tripping. All Robusta. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good.
3: I'd want to go to uh, I would want to be the first customer at Kickapoo. When um, Scott Lucy opens his new sh- coffee shop. Mm. You can do that in real life, though, can't I you? I can't because I'm about she has to have a car. A baby. Yeah,
2: and she wants to drive. Oh, She's not allowed on an airplane. The timeline's not lining but, up. But uh, Scott
3: Lucy, I want to be your first customer. I want to see you, your success. I Wait, feel like so proud of you.
2: What if you could
0: get like a gift card and like purchase online something in the store, like hack into the back end of the system? And be <laughs> his first customer? Yeah, so you wouldn't be physically there, but you would still be the <sighs> first customer. Like it would say, Julia purchase the cappuccino at 6:01 a.m they're
2: probably
3: gonna open the end of october
2: why don't you just take a train out there <laughs> with your new baby well because
3: i'm gonna open a coffee shop in that's the end true. of October. that's but true there'll uh, be
2: a
1: coffee shop open in galita
0: scott fig- figure this out let's let's figure let's out a go. back-end hack yeah
1: hack it can we get hack can a we just get a, somebody to, to to skype you know stand in the front but don't you of the feel line like that them? would be and so fun to be the first the customer there. in yeah. your
3: friend's coffee shop who's like Again, like just realizing their dream, and like they've always wanted to do their own thing, like straight up, I'm gonna be your first customer. Oh, you! better If you guys ever open a brick and mortar,
2: oh, we're gonna open a brick and mortar, (laughs) Julia. (laughs) 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 Ha
3: (laughs) ha ha! All right, this is a fun one. Do you guys think that we will be friends forever?
2: Duh. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Easy.
3: What's your favorite way to drink coffee in your off time? Bonavita. fudge yeah
0: boring but true off time at home or off time Just in the cafe in general cafe? like
3: it's your day off what are you gonna do I mean I know what Chris is gonna do he's gonna go get a donut <laughs> espresso and a cup of coffee and a that. bagel maybe
0: gotta yeah. have an espresso yeah still. I go espresso and brewed coffee always combo I've been going to Bellamundo a lot down the street from me
2: in San Luis Obispo
0: slow town
3: what is your favorite coffee ever
0: whoa whoa <laughs> Like Farm Farm or coffee, singular experience just with tell coffee? Me.
3: What's your favorite coffee ever? Alita. Yeah, that's mine too.
2: Hellsar. Oh, Days I love Hellsar. Yeah, I had a coffee from there and that's what it was called and it was delicious. Yeah,
0: I have two coffees in my brain. Like Alita pops up first every time because that's just like that multiple moments. And then Los Lajones is like following me everywhere.
3: I have a real emotional connection to Alita I feel like it was the first time I had heard like a story behind it but then it was also like it was just the first time I had really my mind was just so blown wide open by how it tasted yep and I was like, this is so special. <laughs> and I think it was because you made it. Like, you're my friend. I was like, this is so special. Mm-hmm. And my buddy made it for me.
0: Well, there was like levels that started coming in. Like, I had it, and it was part of a blend that Jared used. Mm-hmm. And you could taste it a lot a in the blend. And it's just been like this recurring theme in my life. Yeah, it always comes back.
2: Yeah, it came back for, yeah. It's the coffee that got me into um, the finalists at the regional first. It's It's a big part of the reason I got into that final. And it's like, the cat came back. It's, yeah, dude, it made it's both it's very impactful on both of our coffee lives, actually, Chris and I. So we will be offering it next, actually, on our that's awesome cat and cloud menu. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: Wilfred Lamastis will also be on our podcast at some point, which is cool. He that's said he's awesome. coming up. Yes, okay. I feel
3: like you answered all my questions.
2: Did we just do it? Man, that was Good a great
0: question. Was that an hour of Q and A? I no. did my homework, guys. No, it was like oh, okay. a half hour. Of half,
1: hour a. A. half hour Q and A. Half hour Q and A. Hour thirty. Oh wait, Q wait,
3: homework. wait, wait! There is another question.
1: Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Stop oh, the process.
3: I have two more questions. We've got
2: two okay. more questions.
3: Chris. Yes. In 2011, you <laughs> tore your Achilles tendon, yep. but in 2015, you are skating stronger than ever. What did you learn from that experience, and how was the rebuilding? How did the rebuilding change you?
0: Oh, man. That was, okay, I had a really rough string of events. Because I I had back surgery a really long time ago, in like 2001. And I'd been kind of having intermittent problems with it for a long time. And when I moved to Santa Cruz, it was pretty bad. And kind of shortly thereafter, I was not skating much, and I was kind of in a funk. I tried to do a little surfing, and I dislocated my shoulder very badly by slamming into a rock underwater in Capitola. Went through like
3: leave the surfing to the blue guy, yeah.
0: It was like (laughs) light blue, it was supposed to be a magical morning. Everyone was out there. It was like Ryan was out there, Ian was out there. It was his first session. Like every there's like six to eight people who worked at the shop that were out there, and I just
1: took them all to the hospital with it. It was like
0: not cool, okay. So I did that, did all my rehab for that, and I was just starting to get back in the zone. And then I sent my Achilles, and I remember I was that's like the third major injury in a row. And I was in a wheelchair going into like the ER with Jenny's like pushing me around in this wheelchair. And I just like started crying in the wheelchair. And I was just like, I can't fucking do this. Like, why does the world hate me? What is going on? And so slow to answer your question, like, what did I learn? What did I change? Um, Slowly recovering from that, getting stronger. I used to never believe in this stuff, but I believe a million percent now that so much of what you can accomplish depends on your mindset and how you perceive the things that happen to you and how you react to challenges that are given to you. And I don't know when the turning point was, but I was like kind of depressed in a weird way for a while, but I've been kind of, Slowly, And I'm feeling like I'm like still ramping up right now, like reintroducing things in my life that I once loved and like reintroducing, like bringing more friends into more parts of my lives. And just like, just like waking up on a, on a better note and just like focusing on the things that are awesome. And honestly, it's like changed everything. Like my foot's totally dialed in. I, like, haven't had problems with my back really at all lately. I've been, like, skating a bunch. And, like, we, you know, Jared and I just started a little running routine yeah, that we're we are doing. we Strava. We're on Strava. We did one run. I'm the slowest runner ever. But, you know, um, <clears throat> I've been doing a ton of active stuff, like lifting, and it's just been really good. But I think it's it's mindset. Like, bad things happen to everyone. And it's not like it's all going to be peachy keen. It's not like if I broke my foot, I'd be like, oh man, it's cool. But just like taking a moment and realizing, okay, big picture. What's good. Let's focus on that. Play forward.
3: That's really awesome. That's a little nugget
2: of knowledge for you.
0: Cat fact. (laughs) That's a cat fact. PMA. Positive mental attitude. It's
3: true. Positive mental attitude is everything.
1: It's a big thing.
3: All right. Well, we're going to end on this final question.
1: I'm glad you're in charge of this. <laughs> Jared? <laughs> yep.
3: Jared, Chris? Todd or Julia? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you would. Uh, up.
2: Well, according to the contract, it's 51% Julia and 49% Todd. <laughs> 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 That's a cat fact. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is a cat fact.
0: <laughs> That's a good opt-out right there. yeah. <laughs> That's an opt-out. I feel like I... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I want to make an attempt to answer the question. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, should I answer the question? Yeah.
1: No, we should all go get shots. This is like
0: the big... <sighs> Patrick's like, get me out of my studio. It's I hot. live here. Um. I don't know. It's like both in the weird way. So oh, I, I
1: got you. I feel like
0: I might be like the weird hybrid child of like two of your different mindsets because I've known to have been crazy and wild and off the cuff and embody some of like the the things that make your personality so bubbly and so special and so infectious. But there's like a really big part of me that is like stone cold Todd Stewart. I know. And it's like, we'll like hang out and like not really talk to each other. And it's like totally chill and totally cool. And I totally get where he's coming from. And it's pretty awesome. So I don't know. I just want to be your child.
3: Dude, you can be.
0: That's why I sleep in Frankie's bed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh do you guys want to know without something? Frankie.
3: We're sa- <laughs> we're saving the name George. Like we, we're not even putting it on the table for our, our new baby because I'm saving it for Chris.
0: Oh. oh, yeah. No pressure. That's sweet. For Just, everybody who doesn't know, my middle name is George, mm. and Julia calls me George. George Barca. That's a good George. Name. That
1: fits you. It does.
3: It's you. a great name.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like Chris Bach has become an, an icon. And you can't, you can't, when you're speaking to him directly, you probably can't just call him, hey, Chris Baca, I need they to tell do. you something important.
3: I call him Chris Baca, Chris but Baca. I also call him George. Uh-huh.
0: George she calls George. me George, but then she calls Mulch Georgie sometimes, and then I get confused.
2: It's a weird secret I'll be name. like,
3: George, and they both are like, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm. Like, yeah.
3: Anyway. Well, thank you for answering my questions. You guys did a great job. Of course,
2: job. you did Man. a great job. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks for coming. Thanks
0: for listening to the Cat and Cloud podcast. You can learn more about us at cat. And cloud.com. We've been talking to Julia Mayer, owner of the French Press and Castle Coffee Roasters, who, in a strange turn of events, flipped the script and started interviewing us, which <laughs> we both thoroughly enjoyed. Yes, um, and shout out to Polestring Press for all the love. And thanks, interview. Patrick. Patrick hey. Milroy in the studio.
1: We love you guys. You're up over 15,000 listens uh, inside of seven weeks. That means that you are. Uh, the biggest, baddest mother coffee, uh podcast on iTunes. Everybody's listening to you. It is fantastic. But if you are still out there and still thinking about supporting uh, this wonderful podcast, then the best thing you could ever do right now is email this podcast or any of the past episodes to your mom or reach over right now, grab whoever's phone is near you and uh, pull up whichever podcast app you have on the phone or that you can find and then subscribe to Cat and Cloud. They're on most every, almost every podcast service out there Uh, Thanks for listening. You guys are the best.
3: You woohoo!
1: Stay
2: gold, Pony Boy. Teamwork. I ain't got
0: friends. (laughs) I got family.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That was 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 so good.